0: Welcome to Perspectives. I am your host, David Howard. Thank you for joining me once more as we discover the magnificence of God's word together. I am forever thankful for your listening and continued prayers. My appeal is that each episode speaks to your heart while fulfilling the richness of your prayers in a most unbelievable way. There are those throughout history that had close relationships with the likes of John Calvin, Abraham Lincoln, Albert Einstein, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, and so many others. But they, as a basis of their relationship, never became as familiar to the public. As profound as all of these men were independently and collectively our established relationship with God is much greater and of a more significant consequence. As well the masses that followed Jesus can be viewed in two ways. One, there were those that had a legitimate need, an ailment or sickness that needed to be healed. And secondly, those that wanted the power, not to use in a godly sense, but to exercise its use in judgment and authority over others. Today's podcast is titled, It's Not Who You Know, It Is Who You Know. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 through 16, tell us this. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus, And the man in whom was the evil spirit leapt on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out that house, naked and wounded. Suppose we had a choice between prosperity and eternity. What would be our choice? This is not a trick question, nor is there a right or wrong answer, because they are at times difficult to answer at all. You see, one is tangible while the other is not. I can physically touch and see and feel and hear the things that may add to my prosperity. On the other hand, God is omnipresent, but we cannot see him. God's word is the basis of our faith and a reflection of his promises. But how does that appeal to our own senses? or as the common term we use today, our better angels. How can we with ease choose what we cannot see? We have witnesses that have gone before us that having not seen the promise endured anyhow. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13. Shall God say to us when the land's book of life is open in Revelations chapter 13 and verse eight, These I know, but who are you? The result would certainly mean an eternity without Him. Life affords us the opportunity to live a life of fiction to impress or appease others for personal gain. But God will not allow it, for He sees us as we truly are. In the biblical narrative of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, found in Daniel chapter six, verse 16 through 18, it is remarkable that their godly relationship, even in the face of certain death, proved much more precious than their appointed positions by the king. And it reads, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O king Nebuchadnezzar, we are careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. As we journey through life, our relationships with others take form and become more complex. Our experiences begin to mold us as we find ourselves more and more competitive at work, at home and socially. Our lives become a sprint to the finish our push for status and achievement accelerates as they give credence to who we are based on our association or closeness with others. But suppose I tell you our relationship with God, no matter our associations, is of much greater significance. Paul in Philippians chapter three tells us, but what things were gained to me These I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him. No matter the privilege or access our associates or associations grant, none is greater to God's access to the kingdom. Based on our will and determination and help from friends, it is proven fact that we can accomplish great feats, but we will not be able to relish the promises of God. Biblically, we can produce lengthy lists of people who are intimately familiar with us and with them. That self-same familiarity is what grounds us giving us the hope and confidence we need to triumph in life. Earthly accesses are good, but our heavenly alliance is much more advantageous. When earthly relationships run their course, and they do, and are no longer relevant, God continues to nurture ours, binding us in his love and bidding and pleading with us telling us to come. How wonderful it must be to rub elbows with the most elite of society. It is unbelievable the things our influence and relationships allow us to enjoy that the normal person does not. Yet our relationship with God grants us even greater access to the highest of heavenly places. Relationships defined by earthly rules often require reciprocation. But our relationship with God costs nothing because He paid it all. They will readily say as a reminder, remember when I? God is not like that. For He reminds us every day of His goodness, but again, He requires nothing in return, for the gift of salvation is free. We believe we can do it on our own. It is as if to tell him, we, not you, have a better way. We cannot continue to live as if man is only capable of granting us what we need fulfilling our deepest desires, and meeting our ambitions while treating heaven as a fictitious place. No matter one's importance or supposed authority, none is greater to know than God. There were mighty men in the days of Noah. They mocked him continuously as he reminded them of the coming flood. But when the Lord sealed the door, they beat heavily upon it as the heaven released its rain. There were many allied with the great Pharaoh of Egypt, but when the plagues and the angel of death were unleashed upon the land, the fame of his kingdom perished. There are those that believe religion or Christianity is a poor man's panacea. It's only for those not strong enough, those not smart enough, those without ambition, those without drive, those that lack resources, and those that lack affluence. Will any of those you know give their lives for you? Rich or poor, affluent or unlearned, God is asking us today, Do you know me? Do you trust in this life and the life to come? The benefits of associations and relationships may grant us free access, but it is not enough. When we converse with others, do we boast of our outer worldly exploits and the awe inspiring relationships that we have? or are our lives a reflection and a testament of who we are in Christ. No matter how significant we believe these are, if we do not know God, and if He is not an active present in our lives every single day, the benefits of our pretended status mean nothing. He has issued a simple decree Come, one that no matter our condition acknowledges who we are in the eyes of God who is greater it literally depends on who you know Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for keeping us and allowing us to see yet another day. Let us not take for granted the mercy that you deliver to us each and every day. I ask that you change our hearts, search them as we bring our prayer before you. Help us to acknowledge the magnificence of your holiness and your enduring love for us all. Your people are in trouble and hurting right now as the stress of the pandemic is taking its toll. Not just on those that have lost their lives but on those that are left behind. Let them not be nameless to you, but may you hear their plea. There are those on respirators that are given only a few moments to live. And for those in the underserved parts of the world, let them know that what they are going through, while ignored by the world, it matters to you. We ask a special prayer for those in Texas and across the country that are suffering from the impact of the unprecedented cold. We know that many have lost their lives and the homeless are in urgent need. May the loving kindness of your people shine forth. May we show forth the same compassion that you demonstrated over and over again towards us. Lord, we know you can do nothing and we can do nothing without you. But I ask that you keep us from all harm and danger. May we forever recognize that you alone are the author and finisher of our faith. Lastly, I ask a special prayer for a young gentleman named Dariel from Wisconsin who is struggling right now because within the last 12 months, he has lost 10 family members. May you give him comfort and the answers he needs we ask these things in the precious name of jesus amen thank you for listening to perspectives please join me again next week if you enjoy what you have heard and have a question please leave a comment on the Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, or Overcast podcast platforms. Or send me an email at howarddc42 at yahoo.com. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you until we meet again.